Moreover, message will be understood. Your prophetic plan for us this year. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, so, let me get this for you. So, this is special session one. Okay. Special session one. And I want to remind us of, you know, what the Lord communicated concerning this year. And I thought um, something to help you understand it a bit better is to have, it is the year of the Lordship of His Christ. The Lordship of His Christ. I think that would help you gain a better picture of what it is. The Lordship of His Christ. So that you, you gain a better picture. Because if I say, oh, the Lordship of Christ, you're like, Christ has always been Lord. Okay? But the Lordship of His Christ means the superiority or the dominion of his anointed okay so the year of the lordship the dominion of his anointed lordship remember supreme control okay of his christ his anointed and we are considered in that okay because we are in christ so the lordship of christ the governorship of christ the dominion of christ is your dominion why would jesus tell us be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Well, because his victory counts for us. Because now we live in his name, in his victory. See? So these are uh, important thoughts to bear in mind. But I did mention three things to you. See? I said grace, innovation, and wealth. Grace, innovation, and wealth. All right. All right, Sakalamando. So, those three, okay? So today, I want to major, interestingly, on wealth, okay? Of those three things, okay? And you'll see how they all intertwine. Um, but I want to major on that so that it's properly understood for what it is, okay? So wealth in this context, my, my job is to is to declare to you the plan of God for the hour. Okay? And yours is to walk in it just as I am also walking in it. Okay? You see, we don't just give the word, but we are walking in it as well. So they are not wishes, they are instructions. And a lot of people get frustrated at prophecy because they don't understand that prophecy is not a wish. Prophecy is not a good thought. Okay. Prophecy is the plan of the Spirit of God revealed to you. Revealed to you. And there's a way to walk with prophecy. There's a way to birth a prophecy. There's a way to ensure that it happens. You know, and during the message, I said two, th two important things, you know, prayer and action. Okay? So, majoring on that, it means that where others lack, you have prosperity to help. Let me read you some scriptures so that you get that. Job chapter 22 from verse 23 to 30. If thou return to the Almighty, thou shalt be built up. Thou shalt put away iniquity far from thy tabernacles. Then shalt thou lay up gold as dust. 
Lay up gold. How common is dust? No, it's everywhere. How much is it? You can barely count it. You can't even see. But it's evidenced. Then shalt thou lay up gold as dust, and the gold of Ophir as the stones of the brooks. Yea, the Almighty shall be thy defense, and thou shalt have plenty of silver. For then thou shalt have thy delight in the Almighty, and shalt lift up thy face unto God. Thou shalt make thy prayer unto him, and he shall hear thee, and thou shalt pay thy vows. Thou shalt also decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee. And the light shall shine upon thy ways. 29. I want you to see this. Because there's a way it's commonly been read and interpreted, but that's not what it says. When men are cast down, then thou shalt say, there is a lifting up. I want you to notice that. When men are cast down. So the question, did it put you in the same category? Let's read it. It says, when men are cast down, then thou shalt say, there is a lifting up. And he, the Lord, shall save the humble person. From this, you actually see that you are not in the category of those who were cast down. But a lot of times it's been used like that. Oh, when everything is going down, you declare there's a lifting up and, you know, your house will be. But no, he says that you're not in the category. He tells you that you're laying up gold as dust. You have plenty of silver. Then when men are cast down, when the economy is sinking, when things are going down, you are declaring there is a lifting up. And the Lord shall save the humble person. He shall deliver the island of the innocent, and it is delivered by the pureness, pureness of thine hands. Okay, so prosperity to help, to help. Then I want to read you some scriptures to give you an idea of what this prosperity or this wealth that God plans for us to walk in this year looks like. Deuteronomy chapter 8 from verse 13. Um, Sam, you want to go for it? Deuteronomy 8, verse 13 to 18. Deuteronomy 8, 13 to 18. Yeah. And it says, And when thy herds and thy flocks multiply, and thy silver and thy gold is multiplied, Hallelujah. and all that thou hast is multiplied, then thine heart be lifted up, and thou forget the Lord thy God, which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage, who led thee through that great and terrible wilderness, wherein were fiery serpents and scorpions and drought, where there was no water, who brought, who brought thee forth water out of the rock of flint, who fed thee in the wilderness with manna, which thy fathers knew not, and he might humble thee, and that he might prove, and that he might prove thee to do thee good at thy latter end. And thou say in thine heart, My power and the might of mine hand had gotten me this world. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which is swear unto thy fathers, as it is this day. He talks about in 13, he said, When your herds and your flocks multiply, and your silver and your gold is multiplied, 
Now, I remember he's talking to the children of Israel, so he says, don't forget God, okay? For it is him that gives you the power to get wealth. So God gives you the power to get wealth, the ability to get wealth. So there's no wealth outside of him. True riches, true spiritual wealth. Okay? And oftentimes when people say uh, spiritual wealth, they now think that, okay, we're talking about something on the inside. The quality of your spirit will determine what comes out of you. The experience on the outside. The outside is only a reflection of what's going on on the inside. If you're broken on the inside, you will be broken on the outside. See? Because you've not learned to bring out of yourself. The Bible says, a good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, brings forth good things. Okay? So, you have to realize that you live from the inside out. And one of the things I said this year is that if you're going to succeed, you must succeed spiritually by applying spiritual law, spiritual principle. It's not guesswork. See? So, he tells us, God gives you the power to get wealth. Proverbs chapter 8. This is the Brittany. Maybe you can go for that one. Proverbs chapter 8 from verse 10 to 12. Proverbs chapter 8 from 10 to 12 reads, Receive my instruction and not silver and knowledge rather than choice of gold. For wisdom is better than rubies and all the things that they may be that may be desired are not to be compared to it. I, wisdom, dwell with prudence and find out knowledge of witty inventions. See that? So, he gives you the power to get wealth. And then Proverbs 8 tells us about wisdom. That it finds the knowledge of witty inventions. It says, receive my instruction. Rather than silver. Okay? The, the solution to people in poverty is not money. They don't need money. They need the wisdom. I say poverty is what? Not the lack of money. It's the lack of truth that can be exchanged for value. Truth or an idea that can be exchanged for value. That is what they are lacking. When that is given to them, they would have money. So they don't need money. Because that thing is only uh, an indicator of, of something. So they need the actual substance that's causing that to come. So God gives you the power to get wealth. One of the words in the Hebrew for power or ability is ideas. So God gives you ideas for wealth. He says, do you know you can do this? You can get involved in this? We'll read some more. Two more scriptures. Luke chapter 22 verse 35. Some of you can get that one. And then uh, Sister Brittany, you can get 2 Corinthians 9 verse 8. So Samuel, Luke 22 verse 35. Okay, it says, And he said unto them, When I sent you without purse and scrip and shoes, lack ye anything? And they said, Nothing. Beautiful. So when Jesus sends you out, you don't lack. It's the importance of him being the one that calls you, that sends you, that tells you where to go. He'll tell you where prosperity is. See? You see that? 
He says, when I sent you out, did you lack anything? That was when he first sent out his disciples on evangelism. To go win souls and heal the sick and raise the dead and cleanse the lepers. He said, did you lack anything? And he said, nothing. Why? Sister Brittany, 2 Corinthians 9 verse 8. Reads, and God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that ye, always having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work. That's it. He's able to make all grace abound to you. So, in understanding wealth, okay, we must understand that wealth is a token of God's grace. It's a token of God's grace. It's the result of his touch. His touch. His input in your life. Somebody said, anointing without money does not make sense. It's foolishness. It doesn't work. It doesn't make any sense. God can be in your life and you are just you are good for nothing. <laughs> See? You're just there, existing. So wealth is a token of God's grace. Look at all the people that God was with. They were wealthy. They had to give. They had enough to give. Think of Jacob. Bible says God was with him and prospered him. And even Pharaoh noticed that, ah, because of this guy, I've been prospered. Joseph and his uncle, Laban. Laban noticed and kept him extra years and kept cheating him of what he really wanted. Because he said, please, just stay, stay some more, stay some more. Because he noticed that God was prospering him because of so in this plan of wealth you become a benef a, a, a benefactor you become someone who provides this uh, benefit to your community to where you are they notice that there's a plus because you are there see the reason I'm, I'm making this case when you just hear wealth everybody just thinks for themselves in their house in your house you just have things working but he's saying you become of value. Become of value. So it's his plan to multiply you. To multiply you. Never found wanting. Psalm 23 tells us, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Now here's the thing. The Lord is your shepherd. The shepherd does not feed the sheep. He doesn't give them food. He leads them in green pastures. He leads them beside the still waters. He restores their soul. Like, that is how shepherds work. So he's going to lead you. He's not going to feed you. So when he says, God gives you the power to get wealth, you now understand that he's not giving you money. So what you should not prioritize is, Lord, you're leading. Where are you telling me to go? He will lead you in the path of life. He will lead you to the right people, the right places, the right connections. So what you prioritize to enjoy this wealth, this plan of God, for you to have, I'm going to give you some definitions of wealth now, you know, just before we pray. For you to have is his leading, his leading. The Lord is my shepherd, my leader, the one I follow, I shall not want. Jesus said, those who are in me, they go in and out and they find pasture. They're able to feed. So, 
Let me give you five simple definitions of wealth that you'd find if you just search that up for yourself. An abundance of valuable possessions or money. That's just the first one. An abundance of valuable possessions or money. Second, the state of being rich. Material prosperity. The state of being rich. Now, the third, plentiful supplies of a particular resource. Plentiful supplies of a particular resource. Four, a plentiful supply of a particular desirable thing. So, you don't have a lot of something, but something that's desirable. What is sought after? A plentiful supply of it. Five, the accumulation of scarce resources. In the times leading up to the rapture, there are things, there will be false scarcities. Because the, uh, people are not uh, trying to think of what is a problem. They've gotten smarter than that. Now they create a problem. See? So people are now creating problems, engineering problems. But it is not the plan of God that somebody's negative creation would affect you. Because you would have a plentiful supply of the desired thing, of the scarce resource. So that people now come to you for help, for that thing they need. And you point to God. Okay, So that's his plan. That's his plan. And I told you that wealth is a token of the grace of God. It's important that that, is, that registers to you. It's a token of the grace of God. That when you have the grace of God alive and operational in your life, wealth is not uncommon to you. You have. You have to give. You have to supply. You have to help others. You're not in want. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Imagine if that becomes your mentality. He's my shepherd, I shall not want. Never. I never want. I'm never wanting. I'm never in lack. He's my shepherd. So what if you find yourself in a circumstance where it looks like, oh, things seem to be falling. Take some time to pray, speak in tongues, and the Lord will talk to you. I remember one time where I was like, Lord, I feel like, what is, what is my money like? Where? where? And I was, I was just, you know, talking to the Holy Spirit and just like that. He just gave me a, a little vision of a place where I had kept some money. I think he was asking me to, he was asking me to, to make a giving or so. And I was just like, Lord, look at this, look at this, like, trying to connect the dots here. But then he just showed me, hey, you have some money somewhere. See? He's your shepherd. He knows the places. He knows the people. He knows the connections. He can connect you. There's something called timing. Perfect timing. You just happen to have stumbled across somebody at a particular time that brought you that job, that brought you that benefit, that favor, that opportunity. But his touch, his influence has to be in your life. 
to ensure that you are connected the right way. So, in a moment now, we're going to pray. And I want you to pray in line with this. That you are enjoying all of the wealth that God has planned for you in this year. You will never find yourself in lack or in want. And that you would always have to give to others. 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 You know, and I want you to visualize yourself lending. God says you shall lend to nations. You shall lend to nations. See, that's his plan. That's his purpose. That's his plan. That's his purpose. So as we pray now, you see yourself fulfilling prophecy. Lord, I'm walking. I'm walking in your ways. Walking in your ways. Walking in the paths that you've chosen for me. I don't go anywhere by mistake. I'm divinely connected, supernaturally connected to the next opportunity for me, the best opportunities for me. Take some time to pray now. Take some time to pray. Because opportunities are going to present themselves for you to work miracles. The last thing I'll say before I just let you go is the little part here of this and it's the final instruction you definitely should have written down i say write down for yourself things you want to achieve definitely things you want to achieve this year in all you know aspects but one thing the spirit of god said is to take bold steps let me read you something zachariah chapter 4 verse 10 that's the first scripture i'll read to you Zechariah chapter 4 verse 10. It says, For who has despised the day of small things? Humble beginnings. For they shall rejoice and shall see the plummet in the hand of Zerubbabel with those seven. They are the eyes of the Lord, which run to and fro the whole earth. Now the eyes of the Lord are representative, are actually referring to the seven spirits of God. Okay, the seven manifestations of the Holy Spirit that we find in Isaiah chapter 11. Okay, that the eyes of the Lord run to and fro the earth. Now, why is that important? Because of something that we see in 2 Chronicles chapter 16 verse 9. Look at this, is so big. This is so big. For the eyes of the Lord, those same eyes, the Spirit of God, the Holy Ghost is moving to and fro the earth. To show himself strong in the behalf of them whose heart is perfect toward him. Okay? These are the ones that believe in him. Who are trusting in him. And the eyes of the Lord. Why is it important that he said the eyes of the Lord and not just the spirit of God? Because he wanted us to open up to the manifestation of the spirit of God in those seven dimensions. Let's look at them. Isaiah chapter 11. He says, and there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. And look at the seven spirits of God, or the seven manifestations of the Spirit of God. He says, the Spirit of the Lord. There's a spirit of lordship. It's like a spirit of dominion. See? The spirit of wisdom. The spirit of understanding. The spirit of counsel and might. The spirit of, of knowledge. And of the fear of the Lord. I want you to see this. So he says these seven spirits. Don't think of it you know, as maybe seven different spirits. But these are seven 
manifestations of the Holy Spirit. And what, when you take bold steps, what that means is in any circumstance, the manifestation of the Holy Spirit that is needed for that circumstance is available. So when you take a bold step in the exam hall, the spirit of knowledge, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of understanding takes control. In the time of some kind of weakness, the spirit of might is going to kick in. See, because he says the eyes of the Lord are moving to and fro the earth to show himself strong, to manifest himself. For those that whose heart is perfect toward him. So the spirit of the Lord, when you need dominion, when you need confidence in the interview, in that place, the spirit of the Lord is going to kick in to take control. The spirit of wisdom, the spirit of understanding, the spirit of counsel. You're at the crossroad. You're not sure what to do, where to go. The spirit of counsel. So that's why I said mark these seven spirits of God. These seven manifestations. The spirit of counsel and might. See, the spirit of the fear of the Lord to teach you reverence. Reverence. So it's important that you mark these because God is willing to show himself strong. 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 So in any circumstance, say thank you Lord. The spirit of wisdom is at work in me. I make the right choices. The spirit of counsel is at work in me. I don't make foolish decisions. Yes, the spirit of knowledge is at work in me. I know all things. I know all things. Verse 3 says, He shall make him quick of understanding. This is what this, the spirit of God is going to do. He will make you quick of understanding. He will make you quick of understanding in the fear of the Lord. Such that you will not judge after your eyes, the sight of your eyes. Nor would you reprove after the hearing of your ears. See? So you're not going to be dependent on your senses. But he says, but with righteousness shall he judge the poor and reprove with equity for the meek of the earth. So you now judge with righteousness. Okay? That's with the eyes of God. With the eyes of God. With the eyes of God. With the vision of God. With the ability of God. With the nature of God. So it's something so big. It's something so big. So I'm looking forward to session two tomorrow where I'll share... Um, a bit on some other aspects of uh, you know the plan of the Spirit of God and how he's working with us and as we pray you're walking in that you pray that's how it is you pray your spirit grabs the grace for that see because that's how possibilities are opened for example um, Mary never knew that Jesus could raise the dead because she'd never seen it before so when Lazarus died, she just said, Oh, Master, had you been here, he would not have died. Because she had seen him heal the sick. See? But she had an understanding that, yeah, God could still do something. See? So that's why when Martha came, she was like, Oh, but I know that whatever you ask him, he will still grant you. He will still grant you. An understanding that he had. So they had never seen that. But he said, I'm the resurrection and the life. And now they could believe for that. So when you know something is possible, that's what unlocks the possibility. So if I tell you that it's possible for the spirit of counsel to kick in, you then begin to see that spirit manifesting. Not because it was not always there, 
but because your spirit had not grabbed the possibility of such a manifestation. So that's why we're having these special sessions, all right? To open up your spirit to these possibilities as the grace of God will be working with us marvelously. Hallelujah.